I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. ...by an area driver going more than 100 miles an hour. I'm Mike Marillo. Pre-trial detention in Fairfax County. What the data show. I'm Dick Oliano. Where the likely new leader of a big local health department is coming from, I'm Christy King. Gains across the board on Wall Street, Wednesday trading. It's four. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. There could be an appeal, but judges in two states have now ordered former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to testify in Atlanta. A grand jury there is looking into the possible illegal actions by then-President Donald Trump and his allies trying to sway Georgia's 2020 election results. Given that he was in the thick of things, both what led to January 6th and also the claims ahead of time, that there had been election fraud and that he listened in on conversations where Trump was directly involved with the individuals in Georgia who are responsible for counting votes. It's very possible that Meadows is a key player in all these investigations. Legal analyst Lori Levinson at Loyola Law. Current election news just before Election Day two weeks hence a new claim about an abortion involving Georgia Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker from a woman claiming to be a long ago girlfriend. He denies it. Pennsylvania voters now debating the uh, performances of Senate hopefuls John Fetterman and Dr. Mehmet Oz. Verdicts in a couple of high-profile trials in Wisconsin. The jury has found Daryl Brooks Jr. guilty on all counts for plowing through the Waukesha, Wisconsin Christmas Parade after taking off from a domestic disturbance with an ex-girlfriend. Tyler Pudliner, who was injured while marching with the Waukesha South High School Band, says after the verdict... One of the things that I've said so much throughout this is that we're stronger than him, and it's been proven today. Impact statements, as well as the scheduling of a sentencing date, will take place on Monday. Jennifer Kuyper, CBS News. And three men have been convicted of providing material support for a terrorist act, a plot to kidnap Michigan's governor. On the Environment Watch, CBBC's climate editor Justin Rollat at UN headquarters, New York. If you take together all the pledges the world has made, we still see emissions increasing by 10% by 2030. This is delegations from warring Russia and Ukraine and 25 other nations meet in Australia to come up with a plan to protect the pristine waters of Antarctica. That European war likely makes a unanimous agreement on anything unlikely. Speaking of that, President Biden. We're going to continue to support Ukraine together with our allies and partners around the world as it defends itself against Russia's brutal aggression. There have been charges from both sides this morning of attacks on power plants. A podcast of note, the start of season three of 48 Hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty looking at first-hand crime accounts from convicted murderers and friends of victims. 27-year-old Christy Wilson last seen in a casino in 2005. In 2018, a man named Mario Garcia was convicted. I'm just going to ask you straight out. Did you kill Christy Wilson? No. I had nothing to do with her disappearance. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 
At Amentum, we're fiercely committed to making the world safer, smarter, and cleaner for all. We do this by accelerating solutions in intelligence analysis, environmental services, clean energy, health systems, C5ISR engineering, and unmanned autonomous systems. Amentum applies proven expertise in enabling technologies and people to accelerate response to the unexpected, prepare for the future, and surpass expectations. Discover more about our innovative solutions and connect with us at Amentum.com. WTOP at 4.03. Good Thursday morning, October 27th, 2022. Early sunshine, then partly cloudy. This Thursday afternoon, breezy, high of 68. You're waking up to 55 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Thursday morning ride. Topping the local stories that we're watching for you as you rise with us here at TOP this morning. We begin with a sad story for you. The death of a newborn baby girl in D.C. locally earlier this year has now been this week ruled a homicide. D.C. police say in this case no one has been charged so far. Storm Serenity Frazier was just one and a half months old. When she was found apparently unconscious in a home on 61st Street Northeast in D.C., she was later that day pronounced dead. The medical examiner's office says that Storm died of injuries consistent with an assault. The little baby was the youngest homicide victim in the district this year. He is accused of going more than 100 miles an hour on the GW Parkway and causing a crash that cost a motorcyclist their leg. Now the Alexandria man has been found guilty this week by a federal jury. Back on April the 8th, witnesses say 26-year-old Manulik Mannard was speeding in his Toyota Camry down the George Washington Parkway during the afternoon. They thought he was going close to 120 miles an hour when he neared Fort Hunt and slammed into a motorcycle. The crash sent the motorcyclist flying more than 30 feet into the air and the bike sliding almost 100 yards down the road. The 20-year-old motorcyclist lost their leg in the crash and had to have steel rods put into both arms and their back. After hearing federal prosecutors lay out their case. A jury found Maynard guilty of assault resulting in serious bodily injury, reckless driving, and speeding. He now faces 10 years in prison when sentenced in January. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Also a bad crash to tell you about this week in Oatlands. A man fighting for his life in that incident this morning at Fairfax Hospital. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office says a Toyota Camry the man was driving apparently crashed with a tractor trailer in this incident on John Mosby Highway and Oatlands Plantation Lane. The Fairfax County prosecutor says his team is doing everything it can to keep violent offenders off our streets. And they say they have the data to prove it. Critics complain that reforms in the office of the Commonwealth's attorney have resulted in violent offenders set free while facing charges. But Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney Steve Descano says the data demonstrate a different story. The bottom line is that we are recommending that judges hold people that are a danger to our community while we are recommending release for those who don't represent a danger to our community. The Commonwealth's attorney's new online data dashboard covers bond hearings the first six months of the year and show that prosecutors sought detention in 76% of the cases of violent felonies and judges agreed to detain 48%. Dick Oliano, WTOP News. WTOP News, I'm now 406. The doctor who has been nominated locally to be Montgomery County's health officer has deep roots apparently in the community where she was born and raised. Saying her grandfather's grandfather, newly out of slavery, helped build one of the first schoolhouses for children of color in Montgomery County. The legacy of service in my family goes back to just after the Civil War. Dr. Keisha Davis is a family physician focused on holistic community health. And for me, 
this position is coming full service of being in service to the county and the people that are here. Nominated by Montgomery County's executive, the county council's interview and vote on Davis to be the county health officer is expected November 15th. Christy King, WTOP News. WTOP at 407, an update on traffic and weather in just one minute. Stay with us this morning. Here's Scott Clark, the Vice President for Technology Strategy and Solutions at Maximus Federal, on the discussion, Data Driving Customer Service, sponsored by Maximus. The insights that you get from your frontline personnel, again, both in an active and a passive mode, can be just as informative as the information you gather in your CX modalities. You know, the technology to enable analytics of those conversations is, is certainly a great enabler. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Maximus. Decades of experience in delivering programs for the federal government has given Maximus a unique view of how to accelerate delivery of citizen services across the government. Maximus deploys the right mix of expertise, technology, and data analytics so that citizens have better experiences, agencies respond faster, and overall missions get accomplished. For more information on what Maximus achieves for defense and civilian agencies alike, visit Maximus.com federal. Good Thursday morning, October 27th. Welcome into WTOP, where the time now is 4.08. Glad you're with Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. I think in weather on the 8s and when it breaks... Let's check in up with Rich Hunter this morning at the WTLP Traffic Center. My crews are picking up the works and on the outer loop of the Beltway that began after River Road and continued to cross the American Legion Bridge toward Georgetown Pike. Again, they're in the process of picking up that works on fairly extensive. Uh, you should have at least two left lanes now getting by as they continue to pick up that work. Then on the outer loop of the Beltway, the exit ramp to go west on 66, exit 49 remains closed. Post to detour takes you up to or down to Route 50 Arlington Boulevard. In a loop, still working between Arlington Boulevard and I-66. Two right lanes get you by. And then between the toll road and Georgetown Pike, you're down to a single right lane through that work zone. So heads up for some slowdowns there as a result. Although uh, no signs that they are picking up that work as of yet. But for now, you get by without delay. Uh, 66 eastbound out in Manassas, approaching 234 Sudley Road. That work zone picked up. Still working eastbound between 29 and 28 in Centerville. The right lane and the off-ramp to go north on 28, closed by that work zone. Eastbound between the Fairfax County Parkway and Route 50 Fairfax. Single left lane gets you by the off-ramp that takes you toward uh, eastbound and westbound Route 50. That ramp closed as part of the work zone. And if you're traveling southbound on 95 in Virginia, still working as you head south of 123 toward Prince William Parkway, eventually down to one single lane to the left through that work zone. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking the next couple of days for you. After a cold front move through, we're going to start to see some changes in our weather. Say goodbye to the moisture. Say goodbye to the cloud cover. We'll see some sunshine and some drier air. It's going to be a little breezy on our Thursday. So starting off on a little bit of a cool note early in the day. Temperatures in the 40s in most suburbs, low 50s in the city. High temperatures in the 60s, low 60s for the most part, 65 in the city. Now on Friday, it's going to be a cold start. Temperatures in the 30s and 40s by the afternoon. Highs only in the upper 50s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist. Just a camera. You're waking up this early morning to 54 degrees in Hyattsville, 55 Fredericksburg. It's 55 in Easton, and we are looking at 55 degrees and holding in our nation's capital this early morning. This check brought to you by Long Fence. 
Save 15% on long fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. From Washington to Kiev, updates on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 24-7-365, 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Up next, campaign 2022, the results of this week's feisty Pennsylvania Senate debate. It's 411. Good morning. Caring for atrial fibrillation requires a team of medical specialists working in rhythm to create the best treatment plan for your unique risk factors. At ANOVA, our integrated AFib team works together to provide personalized care that is proven to achieve the best results. We work in sync to make sure your heart beats in regular rhythm. Schedule your AFib consult today at ANOVA.org slash heartbeat. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Camping 2022 on WTOP. It is the U.S. Senate race that could decide the balance of power in the chamber come next year. This morning, we're talking about Democrat John Fetterman versus Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania. In a debate just this week in Harrisburg, they started with why individually they are running. First, to Dr. Oz this morning. I want to bring civility, balance, all the things that you want to see because you've been telling it to me on the campaign trail. And by doing that, we can bring us together in a way that has not been done of late. And Fetterman says he's running for everyone who's ever been knocked down in Pennsylvania and who has gotten back up to fight another day. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. This morning, Politico co-founder John Harris with some analysis. Sure, at times it was even painful to, uh, uh, to to listen to him try to struggle for the right word or to miss a word. And, of course, his campaign had laid the expectations for that. They said, look, this is not going to be his format. He struggled uh, because of the stroke he had with auditory processing. Uh, but it doesn't have anything to do with his, uh, his mental acuity or his ability to serve. We'll see if Pennsylvania voters found that uh, convincing. It's obviously a very, very tight race and a critical race for control of the Senate. For all the struggles that Fetterman had, Dr. Oz wasn't gaff-free either, especially, at least in the eyes of some, in this answer to a question about a federal abortion rights ban. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. Is that uh, something that could be bad for Dr. Oz here? Well, this race, and there's actually many others, uh, Sean, around the country are going to be a test of that. Uh, Democrats believe, and they've got polling and some of the uh, earlier results this year, uh, to suggest that the abortion issue is going to be a real uh, advantage for them. Um, you know, I, I, there's some other Democrats who say, look, we've, over, uh, we've overplayed that, and other issues like the inflation and the economy are going to be stronger. But you can bet we're going to be hearing a lot about that answer. Um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Federer and Democrats would say, it's not up to local officials. It's up to women to make that choice for themselves. You mentioned Fetterman. Let's just go back to that for a second. That Pennsylvania race is so critical, as are a few other states, Georgia, Nevada. How do you see it right now in terms of chances for Democrats and Republicans? You know, Hillary, it's so hard to tell because this is a different election. We're seeing in registration and early voting that looks like turnout is going to be off the charts. Uh, so that shows a highly motivated uh, electorate and likely a very polarized one. Um, 
because there's so much absentee voting and early voting, uh, it's hard for me to know how much stock uh, to put in this general sense that the, the, the momentum is actually shifting toward Republican. You know, we see the polls uh, tightening up. Ordinarily, you'd say, look, that looks like a, a, a kind of a difficult close for Democrats. But remember, a lot of people have already voted. And uh, unusual in a midterm election, people are really uh, have intense feelings, highly polarized, highly motivated election. That's Politico co-founder John Harris with analysis on debates this week. Talking the air with Sean and Hillary. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP. You're listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Thursday morning, October 27th. Sports time indeed at 415. Rob Woodfork's turn this morning. The Washington Commanders went to Wednesday practice with a swagger about them, the kind of thing that happens when a team breaks out of a funk with two straight wins. Taylor Heineke gets a lot of credit for instilling that swagger, but... I really not try and think about it. You know, I just try and be my authentic self and go out there and play my best ball. And if that brings out the best in everybody else, then, then great. They're facing a Colts team, hoping that second-year quarterback Sam Ellinger provides Indy a Heineke-esque boost. And in fact, Heineke is frequently named as the closest comp to Ellinger. Sam Cosme is blocked for both guys. Do you see it? A little bit. In sort of similar build when it comes to size and stuff like that. Their ability to get out of the pocket and stuff and run and do all that type of stuff. So yeah, I can see like they're both wearing four. So <laughs> Cosme, by the way, a full participant in Wednesday practice. Jahan Dotson and Cole Holcomb, though, headlined the list of those that did not participate. In college hoops, Georgetown held its media day following an offseason in which Patrick Ewing overhauled his coaching staff following the program's first winless campaign in conference play. When you're not successful, you have to change. So I've made the changes that I believe that I need to make. Sometimes, you know, you have to relinquish some of your authority if you want to be successful. The Hoyas open the season against Coppin States on November 8th. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob, as always. WTOP at 417. The top stories we're following for you this early Thursday morning as you rise with us here at TOP. A second woman this week now accusing Georgia Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker of pressuring her into having an abortion happening in 1993. She says during a six-year relationship with the anti-abortion rights candidate that Walker, she thinks, is unfit for office. Walker denies the allegation. Virginia's inspector general looking into the awarding of a six-figure contract now for the production of state tourism videos. It went to the same outfit that produced Governor Glenn Youngkin's campaign ads. And the IG wants to know if all state laws were actually followed in this latest procedure. And the accused shooter at Virginia's Bridgewater College in February of this year is found mentally fit to stand trial this week. 27-year-old Alexander Campbell is accused of killing two officers. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. By the time Thursday morning, October 27th, is now 418. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTLP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, uh, Dean. Good news in Virginia over in Bailey's Crossroads. 7 westbound at Carlin Springs Road. Longstanding crash cleanup and investigation finally wrapped up and cleared. The road reopened. There is no leftover delay, so good news for early morning commuters. Headed west on 7 through Bailey's Crossroad toward uh, 7 Corners and beyond toward Falls Church. Now, if you're traveling on 95 in Virginia southbound, as you head south to 123 toward the Prince William Parkway, that works in just about picked up and cleared, so good news there. Uh, they were picking up the work on the outer loop of the Beltway, 
As you head south of River Road and continue across the American Legion Bridge into Virginia, again, you should have at least two lanes to the left getting by as they continue clearing. That work's unfairly extensive, so just be aware. Interloop, they continue to work between Arlington Boulevard and I-66, although now it appears they are picking up that work zone. Then there's also the work on the interloop between the Dulles Toll Road and Georgetown Pike, and they may have started to pick up that work as well. We're keeping a close eye on this as stuff's starting to wrap up pretty rapidly, so good news. If you're traveling on 95 in Maryland, they are picking up the work southbound in Baltimore. She head south toward the south entrance of the Baltimore Belly Exit 49. Again, stay left to get by as they back up along the right side. Beyond that, nothing else anyway. Headed toward the Beltway. Uh, picking up the work on the Bay Bridge. Should now just about have all lanes open westbound. Uh, and eastbound, uh, the two-way traffic was cleared out. So, again, you should see traffic moving westbound if it isn't already here in the next couple of minutes. With the Game of Life scratch-off from the Maryland Lottery, all uh, roads lead to fun. Play for your chance to win up to a million bucks instantly. Please play responsibly. The Game of Life is a trademark of Hasbro. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. We had a cold front move through the area, and that's going to make for some drier conditions, less cloud cover, and a lot more sunshine the next few days, but it will be cool. Starting off on a cool note, temperatures in the low to mid-40s in the suburbs uh, on your Thursday, low 50s in the city. High temperatures, though, pretty nice. Near on average for this time of year with a high temperature in low to mid-60s. Now, it will be a little bit breezy, adding to a little bit of a chill there. Friday, a cold start, 30s and 40s to start off. Highs only in the upper 50s with sunshine. Same deal on Saturday. Went for a high of 62. I'm Storm Team 4. Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. You're waking up to 56 degrees in Reston, 54 in Bethesda, 55 Woodbridge. We're at 55 and holding in our nation's capital right now. This check brought to you by Dula Comb Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NulaCombDesign.com. Check them out. From Washington to Kyiv, updates on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 24-7-365, FM, and WTOP.com. Very latest coming right up this morning on WTOP. Stay with me. Find out about who's running for office while you're running to the office. Count on WTOP for the latest updates in all the key races and the stories behind the big issues. Left or right, you'll be in the middle of it. WTOP News, Washington's election station. Now to the latest on the war. This morning, Russia conducted nuclear drills and Russian President Vladimir Putin apparently monitored them. The Kremlin says all tasks in the exercise were actually fulfilled and all the missiles that were test-fired reached their designated targets. Now, the White House says Moscow did inform the U.S. of the drill in advance. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green is covering. There were test launches of nuclear-capable intercontinental ballistic missiles from the land, from sea, and cruise missiles fired by some of their strategic bombers, the TU-95MS strategic bombers, long-range bombers. Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu essentially told Vladimir Putin in a readout, or rather a debrief to him, that the exercise that they had, quote, practiced was successful, saying essentially that they were, quote, delivering a massive nuclear strike by strategic offensive forces in response to an enemy strike, basically a response to being attacked by someone else who launched a nuclear strike. We're told Vladimir Putin observed the tests. Can you characterize the importance of that and the messaging behind it? 
Well, it's really significant for Vladimir Putin, and those that understand what Russia's doing see exactly what it is that he was hoping to achieve by doing this. He's desperate. He's in a situation where nothing traditional and conventional is working. The threat of a nuclear strike, a massive nuclear strike on Russia is nonsensical. Nobody's going to do that. But is Russia going to essentially strike Ukraine? The messaging here is we have a lot of different types of nuclear weapons, and we can, including tactical nuclear weapons. So basically what he's trying to do is to show the world that they have nuclear weapons, they work, Ukraine should be afraid of them, and you don't know when we're going to use them. What is the latest right now in the war in Ukraine? What are we seeing in terms of uh, action recently? Well, it's pretty complicated, Deb, but uh, Ukrainian forces have continued their southern counteroffensive, although we haven't heard a lot about it because we've sort of been preoccupied with these drone strikes and cruise missiles being launched from the Black Sea, the Caspian Sea, and other places by Russia. But this, this counteroffensive is continuing. Ukrainians are still dying because Russia is still attacking civilian targets, but Ukraine is continuing to fight back. One thing of note for the American audience, the body of an American volunteer who volunteered to fight along with Ukraine and died there, his body has been returned, handed over to Ukrainian officials and assuming pretty soon that he will be returned home. His name is Alan Jones. He was an Army veteran. And also 10 Ukrainian servicemen were returned in a prisoner swap. So even though this fighting goes on, there's this confusion, there's this complexity about nuclear weapons. There, there are some channels that are open between the Russians and the Ukrainians. With the latest of the war between Russia and Ukraine, that's WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green in a conversation with Mark and Deb. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending Uma and their all-in-one phone, video, and collaboration solution. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Visit Uma.com. That's O-O-M-A.com to learn more. Uma. Smart communications for the smarter business. WTOP at 425 Thursday morning. Money news each half hour at 25 and 55. A preview of your business day this Thursday now on WTOP. This is the Bloomberg Money Minute. Nice work if you can get it. Americans are rushing to buy Series I savings bonds before interest rates reset next week. The stampede has overwhelmed the Treasury Direct website. I-bonds are currently paying 9.6% interest, one of the year's best-performing investments. Buyers can lock in that rate for six months if they buy by October 28th. After that, the rate is expected to go down to just under 65 Investors will be watching today for Amazon's holiday season sales forecasts as inflation and the threat of recession loom. The e-commerce giant will report third quarter results after the close. The Justice Department reportedly is conducting a criminal investigation into Tesla's claims that its cars can drive themselves. Reuters says the probe has been active since last year after more than a dozen crashes occurred while Tesla's autopilot system was active. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. To understand what makes Diamonds Direct different, you have to know our history. It goes back 70 years to a renowned diamond cutter overseas. From there came years of diamond cutting, manufacturing, and wholesaling. 
supplying exquisite fine diamonds to top high-end jewelers. Eventually, those same wholesalers began selling direct to you, and that started a revolution. Today, we are a global diamond powerhouse with hundreds of thousands of customers and an impeccable reputation. But our core values remain the same as always. Our diamonds are the highest quality cut by the best craftsmen. Our prices are the most compelling. Our selection is staggering, and our warranties and guarantees are unbeatable. And our entire team's only goal is to help you find the diamond of your dreams. So as the story on